Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Joined today by Tyler Zay, the founder of Easy Agent Pro, an innovative website platform developed specifically to provide agents with an effective, affordable, and highly converting website platform. Tyler's going to explain to us exactly what differentiates Easy Agent Pro from other organizations selling websites to agents, and he's going to help us understand what makes Easy Agent Pro the best choice for agents and brokers looking for a full featured, visually appealing, and high converting real estate website. Now, let's welcome Tyler to the call as we join our host, Tim Harris. So our regular listeners will know that we had Tyler on, I think, a month or so ago, and the feedback was great. Everyone loved his practical advice. And it was funny, in the intro, it sounds like we're going to be talking about your product, Tyler, which we kind of have to, you know. But the reality of it is is that uh, the people or listeners liked the content from the previous show because we didn't really talk about anything other than the stuff that we could, you know, technology that was out there to help them drive business to them, you know, leads and seller leads and buyer leads and websites and all that. So, guys, obviously you can go in and check out Easy Agent Pro, and you should, to see if uh, some of you might want to just hire Tyler's company to do this type of thing for you. But for everyone, you should be aware of all the different very, very creative and oftentimes free ways that you can be generating your own leads. So, Tyler, thanks for being back on the radio show, and we have a lot to talk about. So let's just jump right in and start talking about Pinterest. That's something that really got a lot of raised eyebrows the last time you were on the show. So let's pick up where we left off. Yeah, sure. Uh, last time I was on, we talked a lot about like why you'd want to be on that network and some ways we could use images on that network to drive traffic to landing pages and, and get some buyer leads. So today we're going to take a little bit of a different approach to it um, and just sort of break down. It's a nice three-step process, pretty straightforward and easy. Um, and it captures Pinterest with SEO. So we're kind of mixing you know, social media and SEO together here in a way that I think your readers might be pretty, pretty interested in. Um, so you want to dive right in or talk a little bit about Pinterest first? Um, what do you want to do? Well, you know what? Let's assume that if we have to tell them what Pinterest is, they're probably not going to really benefit from the okay, rest of it. So, sure. we're, <laughs> so we're, let's, let's just assume that they know what Pinterest is. And if not, they've, they've already, they're already listening to uh, Rachel Ray telling them how to make bacon, I'm sure. It sounds great, yeah. So Pinterest <laughs> yeah. is this awesome social network, pretty new on the scene, uh, and tons of users are on it. But why you should care is that like the typical user on Pinterest has an annual household income over $100,000, uh, which is great for the selling of the real estate market. And their demo matches up a lot with um, people who are buying homes now. But one of the cool things you can do with Pinterest is you can use it to supplement your your search engine uh, marketing strategy. So a lot of people out there have heard about SEO or search engine optimization, trying to get your stuff up on Google. And it's pretty hard, right? Like, I mean, I'm sure you know, Tim, that search engine optimization is pretty hard in real estate, right? Well, right. I mean, for the golden days of being able to create leads easily and effortlessly online as, uh, as an individual practitioner, let alone any kind of business owner, are long over. Yeah, and that's, I mean, it's just like, it's pretty tough to get, you know, enough authority to your website 
for it to climb up the rankings in Google, even for like communities um, around you, not even like the big keywords, but the community keywords. And so one of the ways you can get around that um, is with Pinterest actually. And so one of my strategies with Pinterest for real estate agents is to actually use it like you would uh, an SEO landing page or SEO farming page, right? So the idea with this is you pick a community or a neighborhood or an area that you want to specialize in. You create a Pinterest board that has that keyword in its name. And so what you're going to do is you're going to then pin about 20 images, maybe some YouTube videos. You can pin YouTube videos to that board, and you'll have about 20 different things that uh, are images of that neighborhood, that are videos of that neighborhood. It's just a nice collection of things in that neighborhood. And then in the descriptions of each of those 20 images, just write a sentence or two. Right? This is something that maybe would take you half a day in the digital camera, but that's all it's going to take. And what you're going to find is that when you make that and maybe invite a few people to join that board with you, that will climb the SEO rankings and show up on the first page of Google a million times faster than your own website because of something called domain authority. Um, if you Google anything out there, like real, even real estate marketing ideas or tips or that, you'll find that Pinterest boards are starting to show up on the first page of Google. And so you can use that to your advantage by taking you know, the 10 or 5 communities that you're specializing in, creating a board, adding 20 pins to it, writing a little bit, like two sentences, three sentences for each one, and then that will start to rank. Right? Does that, does that make sense? No, it does, and I'm visualizing what you're talking about because um, essentially what you're doing is creating a little website for a particular community that when you do a very – and the content on there is going to be very targeted. Now, you know what we should talk about, Tyler, is how focused in this has to be. So um, the nice thing about everything he's described, guys, is it's free, and Pinterest basically is free. It's a social networking site that revolves around special interests and, um, and, and pictures and images. So the idea is if someone were, for example, doing a search on, let's say, um, not a whole community. You wouldn't want to do like San Diego, California. You'd want to actually pick a specific neighborhood in, let's call it uh, Oakhurst, right? So maybe yeah, if exactly. Oakhurst was, but if Oakhurst was really, really big, and inside Oakhurst there were even smaller little uh, subdivisions, as there often are, then you might even want to actually have a Pinterest page that you create for yourself that's going to be on those individual neighborhoods. Like when Julie and I sold real estate in New Albany, Ohio, there's the New Albany Country Club area. But inside New Albany Country Club, there's Lambton Park, there's Ashton Grove, there's all these little sub-areas. And so that would be the easier, uh, if you wanted to get, obviously your goal is to generate leads, that's the easier way to do it by drilling down further uh, because then what you're going to find is less competition in those particular keywords versus if you'd just done a, uh, trying to do a Pinterest page around, say, New Albany, Ohio in general, or, say, for example, San Diego, Ohio. It's too it's too large. But the more focused in, the better and quicker results you're going to get. But truthfully, dude, if they do this right, they're going to get on the top, uh, like, 10 search uh, results relatively quick, and sometimes they'll even show up more than once, right? Exactly. Like, you can, you can easily get one or two of these to show up for, like, let, let's take out, like, a big San Diego county. But once you get narrow... Um, let's say a neighborhood or a, a small town or a region inside a big city, uh, you, can, you can easily get that on the first page quickly. And what the coolest thing is, is that in the description of your board, you can actually include your email address, your phone number, your contact information, 
And each one of those pins on that page can be linked back to your website or to a squeeze page so that you can specifically create a, let's say, a landing page for people in um, Jackson County or wherever this is. In that way, when they go to the Pinterest board that they found on the first page of Google, they click any link, they go to this very specific squeeze page for them, your conversion rates are going to be a ton higher, right? Just imagine yourself walking down the street and seeing a billboard. If that billboard has your name on it and says, hey, John, why don't you uh, give me a call next time you need your oil change, you're going to pay a ton more attention to that than if it's a generic message. So what you can do with this is now that you have the Pinterest page made, maybe 20 images on there that link to a landing page, make that landing page ultra-specific to that neighborhood and you're going to see your conversion rates go through the roof. And you easily got to the first page of Google where if you were making, let's say, a website on stand, like just a WordPress website to stand alone, uh, it's, really gonna, it's a really tough battle to build up the trust to get that on the first page of Google. Well, I mean, nowadays, dude, how do you even do it? It's impossible. If you're, <laughs> there's, it is. It's impossible. Unless you have um, – I can't even imagine how much it would cost, for example, to choose – a really good city like Seattle, uh, and then somehow get on the top 10 search results. It would just be so expensive because you're going to have to compete with Zillow. You're going to have to compete with Realtor.com. You're going to have to compete with the city sites. You're going to have to compete with the sites that have been on there forever. The cards are really, really stacked against any new websites, which, by the way, guys, is you know by design because ultimately if you want your page to show up on the first page, if you want your website to show up in the first 10 search results or whatnot, you're going to end up having to uh, do pay-per-click. And most people that were really focused on SEO for a long time, that's the idea of you guys paying somebody to go and uh, somehow through witchcraft and alchemy get your get your site to show up high on the um, search results. Um, now they're just saying, for the most part, just do pay-per-click because you're going to get a faster result. So um, yep. listing, listing agents, here's a thought for you. This is a Tyler, – Tyler's giving us a killer idea. Why don't you do this idea – for every single one of the neighborhoods that you work in. And when you go on a listing presentation, you can actually use this as part of your listing presentation to the sellers, explaining to them. So like, for example, you do exactly what he just said, and let's say you get the result that he said you'd get, depending on your market, you might get it quicker or slower, you know, depending on how much detail and how much content you put on that Pinterest page. Um, you know, that'll determine how fast you're successful with this. And then once you do get top 10 search results, take a screenshot of that, Show it to the potential sellers that you're talking with and explain to them how you built this page and how obviously that drives a lot of specific targeted traffic uh, back to you so then you can then sell their listings. So there's lots of ways you guys can use this, yes, for generating leads, but B, for building credibility in the eyes of the sellers. So yeah, you kept on top – go ahead, sorry. Yeah, and one way if you can like even take that idea further is that you can – that landing page I was talking about that's hyper-local – um, you know, maybe it has the name of the city or the county or the neighborhood on it. You can also take that landing page and um, just put a button on there and say, join our buyer's waiting list. Um, so that when you're out there on the listing uh, call or doing the listing presentation, you can show them that screenshot and then show them that it goes directly to this landing page where people are joining your buying waiting list for that community. And it makes that presentation just a lot more uh straightforward because you can you know you can put those people on a mailchimp free list or whatever you want to do wherever you want to put them in a excel document but you can literally have a waiting list of buyers 
um, you know, no matter how big or small it is, you still have it, and you're going to be the only agent that has it. Well, so this all leads back to the same juggernaut of a problem, right? So let's say an agent does exactly what we just suggested, and let's say they do it so well that we're going to be interviewing them in six months because they're going to be bragging about their success, right, which is fantastic. But the challenge is, is where do you send the – it's one thing to have the placement on, uh, you know, the top ten search results for uh, Google. That's great. Congratulations. You've accomplished something huge. But it doesn't mean jack if you're not generating leads off of it. So, Tyler – so let's say they do this, and there's a lot of other things, obviously, they can do that will get the same result. Pinterest is something I know you're um, very excited about recently. Now, let's say they do it. They get the results, but the clicks don't lead to any conversions. The clicks don't lead to any business. That's where, essentially, they have to learn how to make really powerful landing pages. So let's talk about that. What is a landing page uh, with all the different options that are available to consumers nowadays? Home search data has become ubiquitous. Home you know, valuations have become ubiquitous. How is it that you actually get that consumer to decide to give you their information and maybe even start a conversation with you about a real estate transaction? Yeah, so there are three main landing pages that I think are, are still working. Um, and you can actually prove this out by just going to the big portal websites and seeing what they're doing too. But I'll break those three down for you. Uh, basically, what you want is you want a free buyer's guide, a free seller's guide, and then um, the offering of some type of home valuation. Uh, so in the past, realtors would have like this really long, complex uh, home valuation landing page where there would be like, like 10 steps they have to complete to opt in. Uh, I recommend using a landing page builder. Instead, you can use something like lead pages. Uh, there are a million of them out there. I'm, I just they're, they're the one I use. That's why I mentioned them. Uh, basically, you can sign up there and you can create a landing page. I recommend keeping it super simple. And for something like this, I would drive all those clicks to a page that offers a cheat sheet for buying or selling, depending on what you're trying to do uh, in that local community. So, but Tyler, let me things, let me jump in. Yeah. Was, was that the yeah. actual was that the actual copy you would use? Cheat sheet. That's what you're finding get, is getting the results. Yeah. So this is what this is. So no matter which one of those three types of landing pages you're setting up, the copy should read like this. Uh, like, Download our free cheat sheet for uh, buying or selling in insert the location. So you're doing – it's free. Cheat sheet is really working well. It used to be a white paper. It used to be an ebook. Now people – cheat sheet is converting a lot better. You want to make it hyper-local, hyper-relevant to them, so you need to put the location there. Um, and it, you know, it helps to include the word free well, in but, anything. You're but doing. Let's, the, the, the copy is where a lot of the, the, you know, the black magic lies, right? Right. So here's exactly. what I'm hearing. Here's what I heard you say. Uh, download your uh, free. Free is always a good word. Cheat sheet on how to sell your home in Oakhurst uh, in the Oakhurst neighborhood. So uh, am exactly. I correct that we're willing? To, yeah. So we need to understand that that click came to us. That traffic came to this landing page because they were specifically looking for something in Oakhurst or selling something in Oakhurst. So you have to keep it consistent all the way throughout. Remember what Tyler said before about when you're driving down the street and you see the oil change ad that says, "Hey Tyler, get your oil change now." By the way, that blue shirt looks great on you. You know, that's going to get your attention, opposed to something that's more genericized. So remember to carry it through. And also for those of you who want to start taking on this type of thing. Uh, don't change the copy. If Tyler says this specific thing works, don't try to be, don't try to outthink it. Because if you want to spend the, you know, potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars 
testing out different uh, copy, go for it. But what's the point? So if he's saying something specifically works and he's already tested it, then you should just copy it. Yeah, that's the best advice out there ever. Like, if you're looking to you know give away home valuations, like go to Zillow.com slash sell, and that's their landing page for a free home valuation. Look at the copy they're using on that page. It changes pretty much weekly. They swap out words here and there. That is a great resource for realtors looking to who are interested in this thing called copywriting to like look at what the big people are doing because you can actually you know if you walk in and look at Zillow.com slash sells. Uh, once a week, you can actually see how they're actually testing their copy. And uh, in, in back to what you were saying earlier about um, PPC traffic, that's another, if you're doing any type of PPC traffic, uh, that's another thing that you have to really pay attention to is the text on these landing pages. And that cheat sheet text that I just told you is working well. And if you're looking to do home valuation, uh, go to Zillow.com slash sales and look what they're using for text because that's working, obviously. Otherwise, it wouldn't be up there. Well, I mean, but you just said something that's really important. Again, we just talked about this, but it's so critical. Guys, there's no – the goal here is to make money. The goal here is to help people at the highest level. It's not to uh, use your business as a way of expressing yourself. It's not – you know, at the end of the day, if you're wanting to make money, copy what other people are doing copy the copy <laughs> yeah exactly that, yeah. that other people are using because they've already tested it and then if you want to get creative years from now after you've got the money flowing in and after you've figured out basically how to build this spoke on your lead generation wheel well that's fantastic congratulations but in the meantime considering that all of you have limited resources you definitely want to be focused on what's going to get you the biggest bang for the buck the quickest and that's why Coaching works, frankly, because you can always follow in the footsteps of other people, and that's what we're doing right now listening to Tyler because he's tested all this. But, you know, Tyler, here's the thing that's also kind of crazy to think about. Um, I appreciate the fact that you said Zillow changes their copy on a regular basis, but here's the other thing that I notice uh, just with landing pages in general. The font styles are uh, trendy, and the colors are trendy. And you, it, it's easiest to see this when you go to, like, Apple's website Apple's always used a Helvetica font. They've always used specific colors, blues, as their dominant color scheme. But then you might see, for example, that the big companies are all migrating towards a different font or a different type of page layout or a different design. And the reason that they're doing that is because they know it works to generate traffic. So if you guys are going through all this and it's, it seems like it's overwhelming, you can always just hire someone like Tyler to do it all for you. That's the easiest way to do it. Um, but if you're trying to go through it and learn it and just get an idea of it, because it's kind of fascinating, at least geeks like Tyler and I think it's fascinating. But when <laughs> yeah. you're going through it, just go to see what the big boys are doing and assume that they've already basically they have rooms full of, you know, people that are testing all this stuff constantly and studying all of it constantly and copy what they're doing. That's going to get you the best result the quickest, right, Tyler? Yeah, exactly. That's the that's the only way, and it helps you learn faster too because you can see. Uh, very quickly, like what's working, you can make your own version of it, and then you can get to the point where you have like some data and some results, right? You can't really make any decision in your business until you have those two things. It's all hypothetical until you have data and results. And so this idea of like copy what's working, 
make it work in your business and then go from there is, is the only way to do it. Like even this Pinterest strategy I'm talking about, like don't go make 10 of these, go make one of them, see if it's going to work for you for how you do business and in your community and then go make nine more. If you get you know 10 leads to opt in within the first week of doing this. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's funny too, that it there really are breadcrumbs that are just all around you. People sometimes are, stymied for motivation or stymied for what actions to take, don't know what directions to go in their business. But the reality of it is, guys, is there's breadcrumbs. Just pick one up and follow it. See where it takes you. Um, But definitely, definitely see who's down the road further than you and just emulate what they're doing. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with evolving an idea. And, yeah, you might come up with something better, more creative, but don't have that be your motivation have your motivation being actually making a successful business and making a profit from that business and then reinvesting in it. And if you want to play around with you know, doing creative stuff, that's where a lot of people get lost is they basically think the Internet lead generation stuff is supposed to be some sort of creative event for themselves. And it's not. not I mean, it really shouldn't be. It should be a, a focus of making money. Um, you know, it is interesting, too. The other thing I've seen is the trends that used to take well, like years now basically blow themselves in and out like six to 12 months. Like real estate lead generation, you'll hear somebody talking about, um, you know, it doesn't even matter what. But six months from now, it won't even be necessarily effective because it will be oversaturated. So what will we be talking about as being outdated, say, by the end of this year? Do you have any, any theories? You know, I, I think when it comes to that type of, question the the everything that we've talked about so far are things that i think will be still a factor like we didn't talk about pinterest as in you should be pinning five things a day and you should talk with your you know community members and you should really interact with them there that's the type of marketing activity that i think will disappear like what you just mentioned but something using pinterest as a tool to rank high on google and drive clicks to local landing pages Pinterest is only going to go up in the Google rankings 12 months from now, and there are still going to be people on that network. There aren't, it's not going to be something that disappears that quickly. So I think that might um, – does that, does that answer the question? I don't, I don't think it, anything It does. It does. Really, you, you know, I'll tell no. you what, Tyler, what I've noticed from all of our top producing agents and the people we interview, you know, just basically being around – as I noticed, a lot of conversations that maybe a year ago would have, would have been happening mostly online are moving offline. Okay, what do I mean? The, the leading-edge agents are picking up the phone again in and, and a big way. The leading-edge agents are trying to take their online conversations offline, and they're doing it earlier in the uh, conversation. Um, I can give you lots and lots of examples, but I know you're you're seeing that as well. And the reason is, guys, is because the, comp- the competition online, that consumer is sending multiple emails. But if you're the only one that's calling back and you're the only one setting an appointment, you'll get the business. When they get a when you get a CMA request or whatever, they're probably getting the same the same CMA request is probably getting sent out to five other websites. But if you're the one picking up the phone and you're pre-qualifying them, you know, and you're finding out if they're just you know lucky lose or whether they're actually interested in selling, well, then you're going to get the business. So. It used to be, and this is the truth, you used to be able to get quite a bit of business from essentially being an effective Internet lead generator, having some decent landing pages, not even great, having some sort of long-term drip email system. And yeah, maybe probably, I don't know, maybe even 10 years ago, back in the late 90s, that would actually work because there weren't a lot of other people doing it. It was novel. It was creative. But nowadays, 
you've got to generate the lead. And once you've got this phone number of that seller or that buyer, for that matter, pick up the phone, call them, and make an appointment. That is where the secret sauce is, guys. And that's what you really, at the end of the day, should be thinking about in terms of what this Internet lead generation stuff is at the end of the day. It's a way for you to you know, shake the tree and get some phone numbers and call folks. Exactly. If you're not, exactly. It, but, but, Tyler, that's the hardest thing, right? I know you have that with your uh, users. Getting them to understand, like, you know, I'm sure in your business and every business, oh, it just doesn't work for me. It doesn't work in my market. And then you start asking them questions about, well, what are you doing when you get a lead? And then you start discovering that they really don't do anything with the lead. How do you get an agent to move beyond that mindset? Yeah, I think what you mentioned is is pretty much the the state of marketing right now. Like you have all these tactics. We could talk about PPC, SEO, Pinterest, social media, and those are like your little your little feelers out there feeding you know inquiries into your business. Um, but at the end of the day, like what really makes business happen is having you or someone in your office reach out to them within a minute of them calling three minutes of them contacting you. Um, So what I recommend agents to do is to have a very, very defined way that they are going to follow up with every single lead that comes in. Even if it's something that you you look at the name or you look at the phone number and it looks completely bogus, uh, I would still follow up with that lead um, through your email sequence. So basically what I recommend for agents to do on my um, the Easy Agent Flow blog, you can go read about that for free. But basically send a minimum of five emails to every single person that comes in, and you should have those emails pre-written so that when it's Monday morning and you feel like not doing anything, you don't have to think about what email you're going to send that new lead. You, It's already pre-written. You can send it out to them in like 30 seconds. It's that taking of action. Um, and the same with your, your phone calls. They should be entirely scripted, you know, what you say and when you call them. So at Easy Agent Pro, when we get a lead, we try to call them back within an hour, and then we have a minimum of five emails we send them and following up with phone calls and sometimes texting uh, every single time uh, and then for every single lead. So I think it's a matter of having that structure in place in your business and then making sure that you or whoever is supposed to execute on that structure actually follows through and does it because otherwise these leads are just going to, it doesn't matter how many you generate. I know my own behavior when I'm buying something online. It doesn't matter if it's a large ticket item or just something, that, but it requires a salesperson. Um, I can give you, you know, examples julie and i moved to texas two years ago and when we moved here we had to move a bunch of cars and other crap right and so you have to call these in in the most the, when you go to find a car mover you go online and all these guys are online when you do a search they're just uh, internet lead generator marketer guys so they'll generate the lead and then they sell it to the actual guys that are moving the cars so i know what the business is i understood it was fine and so you put in your name in one form and then they that lead then gets distributed amongst all these different brokers in essence, and then they try to generate the lead and sell it. Um, first guy that calls me is almost always the one that I do business with. You know, Even if someone calls later inevitably or emails me later with a lower price, I do the business with the first guy that calls, and typically they'll call like within a minute after hitting return. I've literally uh, bought cars because of that, because the salesman called, you know, basically returned the phone call immediately. I would venture a guess that I'm not an abnormality when it comes to my buying behavior, but a lot of other people operate the same way. 
there's a lot psychologically that happens when someone calls somebody back immediately. It all of a sudden puts you on a different level. It makes you seem urgent. It makes you seem on the you know on your game. It makes you seem sensitive to customer service. And there's no other time more so when they hit return. Ten minutes later, they're not going to be as interested. But when they hit return, asking for the information that is on your squeeze page, that's when you've got to call them. And if you get them right then and there, you're going to, yeah, sure, probably 80% are going to be time wasters. I mean, you know, God bless them and treat them right. Do what you promised you'd do. But then don't waste a lot of time with them. If they don't have urgency, move on. But those 20%, and it might even be more depending on your market, of the folks that are requesting information from you, if you're not calling them back immediately, uh, then it's your fault if you're not getting great results from it. Because there are a lot of people out there. I mean, I just think across the country, Tyler, there's so many people that have been fence-sitting, sellers that have been waiting for the right time to sell, and now they're putting their houses for sale, people that have been underwater in their houses, and now they have equity they can afford to sell, buyers that have been, uh, you know, again, fence-sitting, waiting for the, you know, whatever happened in the marketplace, and now they're fearful that the interest rates are going up, so they're now going to start getting, uh, you know, finally make decisions. There's really never been a better time to be in real estate, not at least as long as I've been paying attention. So agents that are listening, Tyler, what actions could they be taking right now? Um, or what mistakes are you are you seeing that a lot of agents are making with their online lead generation that would be the easiest for them to fix to get the most results the quickest? Well, we didn't talk about this yet, but I have one quick tip that I could leave you with to generate more leads pretty much in like 15 minutes. Um, Go for it. And so it has to do with Google PPC. Um, so Google PPC, you can pay, and your name will show up on the first lot of Google. A lot of realtors don't do this themselves, so it's pretty easy. So I'm going to give you two different keywords that you can bid on today for like 50 cents a click and um, generate lots of leads that way. And it's one of the easiest things you can do, um, probably even easier than the first strategy. Basically, you want to type in, uh, go to google.com slash AdSense, or just type in ads for Google. And you can set up a PPC campaign. Uh, you just sign up, put in your credit card. You're going to pay Google to show up on the first page. And the two keywords that I want you to set up an ad for are your name, and your biggest competitor's name. What's going to happen is that any person who's going to sign with a realtor or, or list their house with a realtor or buy um, with a realtor is going to probably at some point Google that person's name or business. And what you can actually do is for, let's say, 50 cents a click, which is a lot cheaper than you know homes for sale in San Diego, clicks on that keyword are like $15 you can actually get for 50 cents a click uh, your ad showing up above your biggest competitor and for your name. And what that will do is that will instantly get you, you know, 10, 20 more leads depending on which competitor you, you pick per month. And it's as simple as a 15-minute setup. Google guides you through it really easily. I know it might sound a little scary for those of you who haven't set it up before, but really all you have to do is put in your credit card tell Google the keyword or um, the search phrase you want your ad to show up on. And then I recommend those two keywords, your own name, so that you actually show up when people type in your own name and people don't get trapped by a Zillow or a Trulia um, because they're actually doing SEO to show up for your name. And then your biggest uh, you know what? That's name. So killer, but that's so killer what you just said. Uh, finish, yep. Please make finish making your point, and then I want you to go and I want you to tell them what you just said because that's something they don't know. That's so important. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for yeah. slowing your mojo. 
No, that's cool. Um, so you are not showing up for your own name, and it's it's killing you. Your Zillow and Trulia are doing SEO on your own name, so that when someone types in your name, they actually end up on Zillow and Trulia's site. And so the strategy I just shared with you will get you to be slot number one most of the time on Google for when people type in your own name before, you know, because everyone does it. If someone's coming over to do a listing presentation, I guarantee you 90% of homeowners are Googling your name to make sure that you're a legit realtor. So you want them to find you. You don't want them to be sucked into the Zillow and Trulia funnel. And then you can do the same thing for your competitors because most people want a second opinion. They're going to type in their competitor's name when they're coming over. And if they're finding you above them, you're going to get some clicks and you're going to get more leads. Um, so what did you? So you wanted to talk about the the SEO? No, no, no. That's really. But I want yeah. you to really. That that's really critical. What he just said. A, you can uh, do pay per click around your your most you know normal competitor for a listing presentation. Okay. A lot of you guys will say, "Wow, that's aggressive." But guess what? The big portals are doing the same thing. They're building clicks and they're building search traffic around your name. Individual practitioners, agents out there, listen to that point. If you're not essentially controlling the information about your name, they are. That's how um, they're trying to get, like, for example, uh, the Google you know, profile or whatever. Or I'm sorry, this, uh, Zillow profile, agent profiles. All these sites are trying to compete for places where information on you live, You know, basically like some sort of review site for agents. They're all doing that. And one of the ways they're trying to essentially pressure you into participating is if you put your name into Google, see where if it comes up and where it comes up on search results. See where your name uh, shows up on other agent sites and other, and other broker sites and on these big portal sites. And what you'll discover is when you click on one of the links, it's going to go to a site. It's going to go to a, basically a dead link, and, a, and not a dead link in the traditional sense, but it's going to have your name, probably have your brokerage, uh, maybe have an address, and then it's going to say no profile. So you're going to look like somebody who is neglecting something. So you have to control the conversation about you. It goes back, and this is, I mean, I'm not a big fan of the concept of branding, but in essence, you have to protect your brand, and your brand is your name. So do consider having a permanent pay-per-click campaign around your name. Do consider um, really building a, a very strong uh, wall around your brand, around your name. You could do it through Pinterest. You could do it through a whole bunch of other things. You could do it on a Facebook page, making sure your name's in the Facebook title, though those don't necessarily result in very good search results anymore. But take this stuff on a macro level and consider the fact that if you want to be in the business in you know a year, let alone 10 years, this stuff matters because what happens, like if, you know, timandjulieharris.com, that URL Julie and I bought, I think, in 1997 or 98. Tyler could find out in two seconds. I don't know. But so that's an old URL. And old URLs matter because Google will look at the URL. They'll see that it's still more or less in the real estate space. And they put more value on that than if, say, for example, some, a new competitor in the coaching space were to pop up and their URL is only six months old. Our old URL has more value. So if you've been procrastinating taking this stuff seriously, this is your time to take action on this. Um, so, Tyler, before we wrap, I want to do a big shout-out to our title sponsor, Mojo Sells. One of the absolute critical elements that all of you should have in your real estate businesses is, uh, is Mojo Sells. It's absolutely, positively one of my favorite companies out there that's providing services for agents, so definitely check them out. 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE, same thing. Uh, again, very affordable and an absolute killer tool for generating buyer leads. 
And we also have a new sponsor, Z Buyers. We're going to be talking more about Z Buyers starting next month. Um, and if I did a good job twisting Tyler's arm, he'll be a sponsor as well. So, Tyler, is there anything else you'd like to say to our thousands of listeners before we wrap up today's show? And no, I, I mean, just try not to get overwhelmed by the weeds and just take action today on something we talked about and then look back in a month from now and I guarantee that you'll be happy with the results. You know, I love that. So actually, let's drill down on that even more. Thank you for wrapping it very effectively, Tyler. Your homework is, and Tyler, give them the specific homework with regard to Pinterest. Let's give them a specific homework assignment so you can go ahead and assign it. Yeah, so on Pinterest, sign up if you're not signed up. Spend five minutes just figuring out what it is. Look at it. You know, if you're interested in I don't know, ice hockey, go follow an ice hockey board. So do something like interesting on it and then go create a real estate board for an area you're farming. And then tomorrow, go take, you know, 20 images and upload them to that board, pin them and link them back to your website or to something you own. You can edit the link at any time, so don't get too worried about it. Just link it back to your website. So that would be action item number one. Join Pinterest figure out how it works, create a board, and then upload something to that board. So it's sort of four steps. Make that board be something about a farming community that you focus on in your business. A specific drill down. Don't choose a big community. Choose a, a very tight, almost neighborhood, um, and then you'll get the most results the quickest. Give it. How long does it take for Google to index pages like this if someone creates a Pinterest page like this? It's not that long, Pinterest, is it? It's not long because it's Pinterest. It's not like some shady URL that you registered at GoDaddy you know, five minutes ago. It's Pinterest, right? So it's got so much more authority than you, know, you going out there and creating a website yourself. So hypothetically, within a week or within a day? Easily within a week. Right. So you guys will see your results on this relatively soon. So, hey, guess what? I can't think of a better way for us to end the radio show. So, Tyler, thank you very much for being our, our guest today. Guys, we have a lot of great content prepared for you this week. Um, we're Here we are halfway into the year. A lot of you guys are having your greatest year ever. I, I read the emails. I hear from all of our coaches, and I'm thrilled about that. If there's anything we can be doing to help you make this the best year ever or continue to make this the best year ever, please remember to request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. It is just what it, just, it sounds like. It's a free coaching call. We have 11 coaches that are setting aside uh, time every single day. The coaching calls last between 30 and 90 minutes. I love the great feedback we're getting from all of you guys who have done great uh, free coaching calls. Um, and when you do so, we're going to give you copies of our free book, The Real Estate Treasure Map, and Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. So those books are available on Amazon, but we're just going to give them to you just for requesting a free coaching call. And remember to ask about our new student loan program that enables you to join our premier coaching program, which is normally $997 a month. But if you do a student loan, it's only $359 a month. So the biggest obstacle many of you have had is uh, affordability. Well, guess what? We've just removed that as an issue. So definitely look into, um, obviously, free coaching calls for agents.com and ask your coach about uh, student loans. So, Tyler, thank you very much for being my co-host today. I sincerely appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. It, it was a lot of fun, Tim. Hope it helps some realtors out there. Absolutely, and I'll have you back. Have a great week, everyone, and we'll talk with you tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. 
Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.